There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. If you've been tuning in for a while, you know this program is designed to be an inspirational thought leadership platform that advances the conversation on living with passion and inspiration and working on purpose. And as I'm committed to helping create a world where people actually want to go to work, the content choices are designed to help equip leaders inside organizations to make work a fulfilling part of life so employees thrive, give their best performance, and want to stay. I talk with my guest to draw on their expertise and share my own experience consulting, speaking, and developing workforces across the globe. Each week in these conversations, I hope you walk away with something you can immediately put to use. Much of the content we discuss on this program is a reflection of the work I do, so as you listen, if you catch a glimpse of anything I can do to help you along your your own journey, go to my website at elisecortez.com and use the contact me feature to message me. Let's talk about what's going on for you and how I might be able to help. A few possible ways are the strategic visioneering offering we have to facilitate meaningful conversation among all your stakeholders to help you generate the purposeful and sustainable future you seek for them all. The Vitally Inspired Leadership Program, which is offered in a public format in Dallas and also customized for delivering insight or companies. The Catch Fire online community to stoke passion, inspiration, or purpose discovery, which is offered to individuals across the globe and to companies as a gift and benefit for their employees. Or you'd like me to share a message and speak for your company or conference. At any rate, I'm glad we're connected and thanks for listening. Now on to this week's program. With us today, is Catherine Rawlings and Terry Spears, who have each co-authored five other books separately. Today, we'll be focusing on the book they co-authored together. Excuse me, they didn't co-author, they wrote those separately. Today, we'll talk about the book they co-authored together. It's called Inner Journey, Stepping Stones into Our Destiny of Love. We'll be talking about specific points from their book I think beautifully illustrate can help guide us on our path to a more fulfilled and purposeful life. Kathy's joining us from Arizona, and Terry's dialing in from Missouri. Kathy and Terry, welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you, Elise. We're glad to be, happy to be here. It's um, really wonderful to have to have the two of you here, and I was delight I was delighted when when we crossed paths, and I realized you can make for a delightful guest. And I have read your book cover to cover, as you could tell by now. And so, listeners, for you to understand, um, I've prepared some questions that I wanted to direct in the dialogue, and we've decided that we're going to serve them up to one of the authors first, and then if the other wants to chime in, they can do so. So just know that that's how we have architected the conversation so that it will flow gently for you. So before we get into the contents of the book, ladies, I think it would be helpful for all of us and probably very interesting to understand just how this joint book together came to be. So what's the history and why were you compelled to write it together? Um, I'll begin with that. Uh, This is Kathy. Um, I've always been a seeker my whole life. I've always quested to find the bigger picture, the bigger perspective of life, never really being satisfied with the answers that I got in normal conversations. And so throughout the years, I focused on developing that within me. So for the last 40 years, I have been um, receiving divine inspiration, sharing it with others, helping them to understand their life's issues from their bigger perspective. Um, And this 
brings us to our current experience in getting together and writing this book. Um, about six years ago, after my meditation, um, I had the most unusual experience that caught me by surprise. I heard a resounding voice and urging an invitation asking me if I would like to receive divine inspiration on talking about and learning about our higher truths. Now, this receiving was not new to me, but this very clear, direct question was new to me, and it was an answer to my prayers of I was ready to expand into more of myself and get a more direct communication, clear line with my creator, my God source. So when I heard this, I got a thump in my chest, and I sat for a minute trying to digest what I had just received. And of course, my answer was a resounding yes. So I sat there for a little while, and I wondered how this was going to come about. And I heard very loudly again, call Terry. Call Terry. Invite her to participate in receiving divine inspiration and your lessons together. Well, I had not... I have known Terry for years, but we went our separate ways, and so I was compelled to then reconnect with her and share with her what had happened and see if she was interested in participating in this together. And so I was looking around for her phone number, and I fortunately found it, and she answered. And so I told her kind of still in disbelief what was going on, and she didn't even miss a beat, and she said, Yes. And so I said, okay, this will be, um, as I understood it, was going to be like weekly lessons. But I was open to just waiting to see what would happen. So um, at that point, Terry and I um, began our lessons together. And with the two of us, when two or more are gathered, it's extremely powerful in your genuine quest for inner truth and answers. Well, that's what happened. We had an amplified connection, and we were able to um, just thrive and, of course, took, it was always a stretch to understand the material that was given. And then we started to accumulate so much of this powerful information that we said, what are we going to do with this? Um, why don't we compile it in a book? And so um, we decided that that would be a good way to do it. Um, so from then, we went through our processes. I had resistance to a book. We had done four books before, and it was co-authored, our four books. Uh, but... And it was all sharing higher truths that were received higher truths. But we both didn't like the reality of the marketing and the other things that went with self-publishing. 
So we weren't really diligent in this area. So we got somewhat disappointed, and then we kind of just said, no, we're, that's it. We're not going to uh, write any more books. And so um, as we decided to write this book, what happened in the interim that um, was so powerful for me was in my resistance, I was blocking this pressure that I had felt even though I knew that we would be writing a book, I still was in resistance, but I had this pressure building in me physically and it was getting so uncomfortable. My head was boiling. My inside, my pineal gland and so on felt like it was going to burst. Um, I was off balance in my body. I was not doing well and the pressure was building. Well, I knew what I had to do, but it was, um, not something that I was really anxious to do. So I decided to stop my resistance and allow this material to be given. And then we, uh, Terry, open to receiving, she feeling pressure as well. We collectively then received our book. And we were so invested in this and it was four months from the time that we began to the time the book was on the market for sale, totally completed. Wow. And that brings you up to our present moment. That is an amazing rendition. If I can just say a couple of things, and then I do want to hear from Terry as well. Um, first, uh, what a what a way to narrate uh, an, an awful lot of time and experience in those few minutes. So thank you for that. And second, I want to presence for our listeners, Kathy and Terry, that what I heard from that is the importance of of really listening to yourself and the divine. I, I think it's so important. I think in today's fast paced society, people don't take the time or the effort to still themselves to be able to listen. So I want to I want to call that out um, and then also to the beautiful collaboration that you have together how what's what you made of that collaboration is I've read the book it's beautiful so just wanted to, to chime in on a couple of those things thank you you're welcome and Terry what's what about your perspective well thank you um, as we work together with our divine guidance with inspired guidance um, it we had so much information that it really felt necessary to begin to share what we were experiencing so that that might actually help relieve some of the desperation that we felt humanity had in escalating um, in escalating uh, amounts so we we soon knew that we were writing this book now inner journey and um and then we understood that part of the wisdom of that was the body, soul, spirit, team structure pulling that wholeness of our selves back together and how that functioned and how that would literally create reusable stepping stones uh, to achieve this wholeness. And so this is our gift to humanity now at, that we feel is really in a time of great need. 
I completely agree with that, Terry. And it's a lot of the reason I do the work that I do is a lot of people are living in an existential vacuum and that that seems to manifest into depression and uh, reliance on drugs and alcohol and various other things. And so we're on similar journeys, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. Um, so from here, if we can, ladies, I want to give our listeners as much usable, actionable intelligence as we can give them in the short time that we can. So I picked out some different areas, as you know, from your book that I want to I want us to talk about. And if we can, I'll, I'll drill up the questions. And the first that's going to answer it, if you could be just brief to talk about what your perspective is on that. And then if the other wants to chime in at all, then we'll do that and then just keep going. So uh, let's start with in your take charge section, you say that it's up to each of us to take responsibility for our personal growth. And of course, I agree. But I've met many people over the years who are not necessarily motivated to cultivate personal growth. It's just not a priority. It's not their thing. And they don't see value in it. So have you found a way to help or encourage people to want to grow personally? Um, I don't know if there is a way, but it's a different different way of looking at it. We all have a soul plan. We all are in process. We all have our abilities to receive and change at the pace that we can. But a lot of focus goes to um, busy, 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 do, 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 don't take time to even know what you're doing, to even stop and feel the uh, preciousness of the moment. And uh, we get stuck. A lot of people are stuck in an archaic belief system, uh, old behavior patterns that are not refreshed with the new inspiring energies that are given to us now. So it's a dying thing. It becomes stressful to try to maintain uh, the, the feelings of the old. Um, it gives a false uh, sense of security when even if it's miserable that we, we are conscious of it and we know about it. So it feels safe, but it really is a false prophet. It really is not what's happening, uh, the opportunities that are happening now for change. So how is someone penalized by that? Um, They're penalized by losing out on the wonderful experiences and being consciously aware of what's happening in our internal changes, our worldly changes, and we just continue in a status quo. It's kind of a miserable lifestyle, really. But what's the antidote? In my uh, feeling is to look behind the scenes, look for the bigger picture of what's really going on energetically. It might appear that everything is terrible, non-inspired, not moving. Uh, People are just going through life, um, spending their time, filling their time with nothing much that's meaningful. But there is movement because we have a master plan of development, a God-given master plan that is not of these qualities. These are just steps along the way of us opening and changing to the bigger picture of life. Mm. So our concerns for people are extremely powerful. Whether they're casual concerns or deep felt concerns, they are still powerful because they send out 
an energy of caring and concern, an energy that um, enters into the energetic fabric of the individual. And so it it might appear that people are really in a miserable place. Well, their egos and their perspectives are in a miserable place, but people as a whole are perfect uh, beings that are going through their changes of life and their recognitions in their own way. Mm. So that's to, that's useful, to, Kathy. That's very useful. Good. It takes um, it takes away the, the comparison and any judgment as well. Um, hold your yeah. thought, if you will, Kathy. We've got to grab our first break, and then Terry, think about if you want to say anything else to that. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Kathy Rawlings and Terry Spears, the authors of Inner Journey, Stepping Stones into Our Destiny of Love. We've been talking a bit about how they came together to conspire to write this book and the adventure that came with that. And we're just getting into the contents. After the break, we'll we'll continue the conversation starting with energy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guests are Kathy Rawlings and Terry Spears, the authors of Inner Journey, Stepping Stones into Our Destiny of Love. Kathy joins us from Arizona and Terry is calling in from Missouri. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Kathy, you were just finishing up something that you wanted to say more about, about the section there about personal growth. Uh, Did you want to say something else? Just very quickly is that um, right now we have new, refreshing energies showering the planet. It may not seem so because of the chaotic events that are taking place not only within us but around us. But this is what's happening, happening the jostling up, the new coming in, uh, living and managing our lives to the best of our ability is great. We Mm. really don't have to stress or worry over the outcomes. We do the best we can. We're all in different levels of growth, but God has our back, and that's all we need to concern ourselves with. Mm -hmm. Got it. Beautiful. Uh, Terry, did you want to briefly weigh in on that before I ask you the next question? Well, what I could say is that when... When we have our own crises, these are our turning points that literally will push us to try something different, while our body-soul team 
spirit team begins to be heard. We come to the magic of literally surrendering ego, believing that we have a choice, expanding inward, and literally reveling in our recovery of spirit-guided life. And we begin to listen to the soul's urgings as we honor our body's needs. Mm, That was beautiful. Thanks. Beautiful ad, Terry. Thank you for that. And let's go ahead and serve this question to you, Terry. Um, I, I, for me, am increasingly attracted to the notion of energy. And, of course, you talk about that in your book and just now. And and I've seen that so much of life is about getting present to and managing energy. And I've become attuned to the idea of vibrational energy especially. And you say in the Reclaiming Fragments fragments of Self chapter that, I quote, as we expand and grow on our own inner journey through daily experiences and choices of action, we signal the body to internalize the qualities of the experiences and harmonize its energies. We acquire a new vibration within our energetic body and create a memory of each event. This is fascinating, ladies. Tell us more. All righty. The memories that we create frequently are very painful, and we stuff them. Uh, The anxiety, the judgment, uh, the harshness, these are experiences that are stuffed into files that we're waiting to, at some point, release. So memory from the past guides our steps now, often with these unresolved pains and fears, as our director and decision makers. So we store them, pushed away, uh, all flavoring our current life. When we do this, life becomes old and stale as these accumulate unaddressed. Well, generally, some outer push becomes our reckoning point where the balancing act of life literally tips over or maybe it even explodes into a messiness that demands correction. Well, here we begin to address and resolve these old stored hurts, fears, anguish from our stored emotional files. These are fragments of ourselves that we literally now begin to release and requalify into current moment and uplifted feelings where we finally heal into appreciation of ourselves or others, compassion, self-love, refreshing our lives with our energies that bloom now into a much higher frequency of feeling rather than the old emotions. Ooh, that was a lot packed in there, Terry. Thank you for that. So listeners, you'll probably want to keep this episode and download that again so you can hear that. That was a beautiful rendition. Uh, Quickly, Kathy, did you want to add anything at all to that before we go on to the next question? Um, No. Okay. Okay, beautiful. This is just the yummy stuff I was hoping for, ladies. I love it. It's nice and chewy, too, (laughs) just before dinner for me. Um, So it's like a nice appetizer. Okay, so Kathy, this one's for you to start. So one of the stepping stones for our journey you offer is to acknowledge the nudging inside that comes forward to, to guide our sharing, a gentle push that is always with us, you say. And I have increasingly felt that nudging and been obedient to its direction myself and know that is why I'm able to live my purpose through my work and across my life today. So that listening that you talked about before, Kathy, was very important to me. But I also hear other people who connect with my message feel very aware of this nudge. And so my question to you is, how can we help people who can't yet feel this nudge get access to it? That's a very good question. We really can't control... Uh, that aspect of people's growth, in my opinion. But we can do encouraging information that helps them to understand the changes 
that they are feeling in their life, maybe not understanding what is going on. But usually people do, um, sometimes they're very acceptive of this, and other times they're very resentful of it. So sometimes it's just a good idea to use silence with the um, attitude of um, sharing and expressing our intense desires to help one another. When we do this, we take the personality out of the experience and we are left with the, um, the I don't want to say the trauma, but the experiences of our connection and um, our, um, our learning and caring for another person in a silent way. Mm-hmm. A silent way acknowledges the power that is given in care and concern. And so never a word needs to be really spoken at a lot of times because it's just confusing to people and they sometimes resent that they do not understand. If someone does understand, but they're just ignorant of um, how to do something, then they're open, they're pliable, they're willing to learn, they're willing to try, and then this becomes a very uh, enjoyable um, time for someone, and then that serves a bigger purpose. But I think our our idea is not to create stress for someone, but to create the loving acceptance, which is very powerful as far as a, um, a structure of ourselves and the, um, I seem to struggling a little bit on this because I do want to say that it's not really the person, it's the caring and the experience of the people that are sharing and care that really make the difference. This makes big ch- ch- uh, changes within us. I, and I actually got that, Kathy. Let me, let me quickly apply that for our listeners. So listeners, what I heard from that is, is the, if you're standing in a place with someone and you're present enough to be able to care for them and listen to them, you create a space for them to be able to step into at their own, their own pace. Uh, that is a beautiful contribution, Kathy, and you, you definitely opened up something for us. So thank you for that. Um, Terry... You're welcome. I'm going to go on to the next question just to keep us on track for time because we're it's this moves fast. But did you want to chime in anything there? Um, what I would say is that I agree with Kathy on silence and that our intention of love, our intention of caring, literally the truth of that can pierce the chaotic bubble. And so um, I'm I'm right there with her on that. Um, Life will help a person pause yeah. in their busyness and and help open them up so that they finally do listen to their nudge. Uh, and we all have them. They're like a hunch. And when we choose to honor them and acknowledge them, understanding finally that this is spirit knocking, then life gets much easier. Mm, well, that was a fantastic addition. That definitely took that down the, the pike further. Thank you, Terry. Mm-hmm. 
So next one for you, Terry, to start. Um, this is around purpose in general. So on the chapter, what purpose is there to life? You say, quote, life's purpose is life unfolding and changing into a new version of what it is and is our individual purpose as we become aware and reach out to share. This is the cycle of life as the breath goes inward and outward, the yin and the yang, the cycle of life expanding, contracting. That's just beautiful. So many people listen to this program wanting to discover and refine their purpose. So let's talk more about this. Terry, can you say more about your perspective on purpose and how it unfolds? Yes, indeedy. Um, Life is just full of busyness. And and because I'm still leading a professional life along with uh, the life of a receiving and being an author and sharing these messages, I'm, I'm an example of that. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I've done is just continue applying role models that are not necessarily current for me. So as I have lived in this and I began to examine that and align more with my gifts and strengths and what I have to share, um, the clarity came. When I asked for my clarity, it literally came very quickly for me. And so then I made space, picked a place, a regular time, literally for my divine inspiration. So purpose became more clear and has evolved as I have evolved. Uh, It's been a journey weaving multiple strengths into different applications with growing rewards. When inner journey was coalescing and ready, literally, to present itself, my purpose became undeniable, Uh, although at first I tried to deny it. Mm -hmm. It's not always convenient, is it? (laughs) Like, I don't really want to do another book. Yeah, (laughs) I understand. This material was so beautiful, so enriching, and the chaos of the world was also escalating. I saw how it could Mm -hmm. begin to help it could begin to help if those two were give mixed. Uh, it would begin to neutralize some of that. Uh, so as we continued with our um, working together, Kathy and I working together on this book, we literally were lifted each day in this wonderful wholeness of knowing. And we were then in sync with our purpose, a most exquisite feeling. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm, wow, it sounds delicious. Yes, and I do recognize it as well. Uh, Kathy, did you want to chime in anything on that briefly before we go on to the next? Oh, no, we're, we're already. Oh, okay, good. Um, uh, you'll notice, listeners, that I'm, ex- I'm reading from their book in part because I just can't duplicate how beautiful the way they write and because I want to let you in. That's why I'm doing some of this reading, and it helps you get present to the topics that we're working from. So that's why we're doing it this way. I wanted to talk from the chapter on personal purpose, and you say in that chapter we refresh our goals and seek avenues to bring these goal- goals to fruition. This is the natural progression of life where our personal purposes can sway with the wind and continually redirect our courses people create and this is the heart of living our purpose oh that is just beautiful um so terry uh, you know would you speak to this notion of how we seem to be creating our passions and our core related to our purpose absolutely um and i just want to mention that what kathy just did was literally an example of authenticity And one of my journeys has been moving from authority into authenticity, releasing what I know and letting myself be real 
and sharing that with another one. And I very much honor that in Kathy. Thank mm-hmm. you. Me too. So speaking to this uh, passions and creating our purpose, literally, as we allow our passions to grow within us, as we honor that, play with that, dance with that, we are lifted. And this pushes us into, lifts us into our creation the offering that we have, the sharing that we have. And this is how Inner Journey was created. And sharing this exquisite passion literally is our joy. Inner Journey, this book, has given us the structure to do this. It aligns so perfectly with our destiny of love that it, was, it was, has been a total joy to do this. The higher frequencies that we experience as we're working on this lift us into another pristine reality. And this I wish for everyone. Mm, That was stunning, Terry. Beautiful. Thank you. With that, let's grab our last break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Kathy Rawlings and Terry Spears, the authors of Inner Journey, Stepping Stones into Our Destiny of Love. We've been talking more about the contents of the book. We'll continue to do so after the break. Stay with us. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guests are Kathy Rawlings and Terry Spears, the authors of Inner Journey, Stepping Stones into Our Destiny of Love. Kathy joins us from Arizona and Terry's calling in from Missouri. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, and I'm here in Texas. So to take us here to the finish, I've got a few more things I want to surface here. So Terry, uh, you say that Uh, Well, both of you say this in the book, but I want to start with you and we'll continue on and we'll see if Kathy can join us. If she can't, then you and I will chat and she'll just listen. So um, you say in your book that our purpose evolves and is designed to do so in our life journey. Then later you go on to say, pleasantly surprised, we face the new and fresh idea that our soul has an evolutionary program and is expanding and growing in richness. The soul was given to each conscious human being as the navigator of life, purposely identified with the master blueprint of each person to evolve in personal abilities to experience changes throughout the walks of life. What kinds of things impact how our, our purpose evolves? Um, I find that just so compelling and the idea of our soul ever expansive, incredibly alluring. And I'm not sure that I've ever thought of it being able to evolve as you talk about in your book. Would you say a little bit more about that? Let us in a little bit deeper, if you would. Yes. 
The soul is like a higher perspective of us, our physical selves. And so as we, the human, walks around and has all these experiences and we grow with our feelings that are generated from these experiences, we, we heal. We come into greater understanding, greater love, greater compassion. And this literally is fed into the soul and enriches the soul. We keep repeating life, we keep re- continuing through life with more experiences, more feelings, refining into greater understanding, love, and compassion, which in turn enriches the soul. So as we refine, our love for all grows, and literally this oneness, that love for all, the connection to all of life, is very freeing and will refine and often will shift our purpose. So the goal of love and love continuing refining is continues to be our purpose, but the mission, how we achieve this, how we share this, evolves. And then our body, soul, spirit team becomes very active, which is the, the greater part of us rather than just our mind and our hearts in a physical body. We, there's more to us than that, and this becomes obvious as we continue through these experiences. This book has been wonderful to help ground the sacred wisdom that we've been given, and it lends itself to these kinds of exchanges of the heart that quicken myself, but quickens another person along their destiny of love. So each exchange lifts and refines. Love itself becomes irresistible in its allure, <laughs> using your word. It is. And, and you know, I, I there were many things I got from your book, but for, for that, uh, that notion of of the soul uh, really being expansive, I think is just is just really such a fresh idea. I mean, why would I think otherwise? But somehow, I guess I was. Um, so you have mentioned before the the, the gift of, of of just being kind and present for other people, but you also talk about the gift of compassion as access to growth. And again, we want to be able to presence for our listeners as much usable information as they, we possibly can. So what? how can we use this gift of compassion as access to growth? Compassion comes as we shift from our authority into our authenticity. This is a vulnerability that we have where we are willing to step into our feelings. As we step into old emotions as we step into the pain, the judgment, the, the fears that we've had and let ourselves feel them, they begin to release. They no longer hold us captive and in old patterns and ruts. And so as we begin to do this and, and allow ourselves to be authentic in every situation, then we begin to move into self-acceptance and self-love that grows into unconditional love. This lifts us in soul growth, gifting us with compassion, where we literally begin to rise up and claim the gift of love for all around us. We, be- we move outside of ourselves into the caring of others. This becomes service. Uh, mm. We move into service. Love given, love shared, love multiplied. Uh, 
unconditionally. Thus the soul recovers itself and holds new potentials of growth. Lift, enlighten, body, soul, spirit, and together we receive that kiss of compassion. And this experience changes everything in our lives. So, okay, so that's so compelling and and rich. And, you know, it's so obvious to me, and I hope you also, listeners, just the the rich vein that these ladies live on by by receiving as they do. You've you've hinted at this, and I did want to ask you a little bit about this, if you can say something briefly about it, Terry, but how can we grow our soul? By being authentic, by choosing. It's a choice. I have to say that it is a choice. We can hold our, our authority, we can ho- be eccentric, we can hold what we have known as our truths, or we can let ourselves be vulnerable and authentic and, and set aside what we knew to be able to learn, to be teachable, to use experience to do something different. Okay, so that's going to take me into another place that I was really intrigued with as well. Um, I'm going to read this again because it's beautiful, listeners. Quote, our soul, the very fabric of our physical existence, is impacted through all of our sensory perceptions of life and records in energy all feelings, thoughts, impulses, and frequency exchanges. If we don't enrich our soul with the com- complex flavors of our experiences, it can't enrich us. Oh, would you say more about that? That is so delicious, and it spoke to what you just said, so I had to call it up there. Exactly. This authenticity, this, this courage to feel, be honest with ourselves, stepping into these stuffed feelings, reaching for that authenticity really takes courage. And so when, when our bravery is very richly rewarded when we do this, when we allow the fullness of all of our parts of our team to come forward, not just the mind, not just understanding it, but letting ourselves feel all of these feelings and stepping into them, letting them begin to resolve and soften, then it's, oh it's, it's as if we have shifted gears. It's as if we know how to finally use all of those gears on that uh, stick shift and we have a smooth ride. Mm. That is, that your your ability to narrate this so that we can really get access to it is beautiful, Terry. That's just, uh, it's a stunning thing. I, I, I There's lots of things I could comment on that, but I'll just say one thing really quick. Uh, this is not related to being authentic per se, but it is about stepping in, into courage and my own fears. And that is, I've, I'm doing a 200-kilometer race in a, a, a country called Bhutan, which is between India and China, later this May. And the idea is to stimulate my emotional, physical, and spiritual arenas. I'm doing it intentionally. Um, so I, and I, I fully expect to be overcome with awe, gratitude, and just all the connections that come with that. So it just, it just spoke to me when I read that in your book that I went right there as well. Just being in the country of Bhutan, I've, I, from what I understand, is very, very uplifting to body, soul, and spirit. <laughs> I'm going to step into it with, with that with that possibility at my in my wings for sure. And 
Um, now, with that, we're almost out of time here. So I just want to make sure because we, we finish in about four minutes total. So um, if we can just quickly talk about forgiveness, um, this is probably so important for so many of our listeners. And you say the act of forgiveness is one of the most powerful steps in changing negative feelings into positive feelings. Short brief on that one. Yes. Forgiveness. It's an in eternal truth of love. When we release our blame of another for our own feelings, situations, patterns, taking full responsibility for our reactions, then we are claiming full responsibility and we empower ourselves. We can consciously choose to change and grow. For instance, change our need for an attachment to the feelings of blame. As we step into the full array of feelings and begin to release our pain around this, a softening, a benevolence, and an understanding of another's point of view comes, and compassion grows, resentment softens, the walls of negativity just melt, and this is our gift to ourselves. Compassion rises, forgiveness is complete, and a blessing to ourselves, our soul, and our spirit happens, and to everyone around us. Mm. Well, that is an invitation for all of us. Thank you for that, Terry. Um, to close the show here, I would like to be able to give the last word to, to my guests. Um, so I don't know if Kathy wants to say anything, but let me, let me say for you, Terry, how, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I would like to just help anyone out there understand that Inner Journey is a handbook to help us heal our splinteredness back into wholeness and to enjoy all the benefits of the love, compassion, passion, grace, just to name a few, this handbook literally will help us to escalate our growth as we continue to use it. And, and literally, we have read and reread this material, and it continues to lift us into greater and greater clarity of love, literally. And so I just want to thank you so much, Elise, for this sharing. It certainly has been our pleasure to share. Well, and thank you very much for being both who you are and for being willing to accept the call that you each got and for being obedient to that, being obedient to purpose. It's As I said before, it's not always convenient. It, was, it hasn't been for me either, uh, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. Um, but I also recognize that it's a journey and it does take an awful lot of effort and obedience and, and being present to that. And so I thank you both for the amazing work that you've done and that you are out to help help the world and share it with us. So thank you both for being on Working on Purpose. Thank you so much, Elise. God bless. So listeners, if you want to learn more about Kathy Rawlings, Terry Spears, uh, and their book, Inner Journey, Stepping Stones into Our Destiny of Love, the best way to find them is to send them an email. You can send them that email to purposerealized at gmail.com. One more time, the email address is purposerealized at gmail.com. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via, via recorded podcast. We were on the air with Nadalette Lafontaisis from France, talking about her remarkable book and TED Talk and journey going from a businesswoman extraordinaire, superwoman in life, to paraplegic, and then achieving her dream of becoming a writer and now inspirational speaker. I dare say you'll be inspired hearing her story. Next week, we'll be on the air with Tony or excuse me, Tom Holsey, author of The Winning Mindset That Saved My Life, and hear the story that inspired its writing. See you there. Remember that work is at least a third of our life, so let's work on purpose. 
We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. <laughs>